Good afternoon, Spokane. Welcome to Revolutionary Spirituality. I'm your host, Sandy Williams. You're listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, heard on 88.1 and 92.3 FM here in Spokane, Washington. Thank you for joining me today. I have a guest on my show today that's going to be talking about an event that's coming up in Spokane, the early part of November. I wanted to make sure that I got him on the show in time so that those of you who are interested would have time to be involved in this. My guest is Dr. Pat Doherty, and he is organizing a body, mind, and spirit fair here in Spokane, um, which has happened several times before. Um, and, And in fact, KYRS Radio helped sponsor the first the first of the fairs here in the community building. And um, that was something that I didn't know about. So I have sort of an around the way kind of connection to this, which is kind of cool. But um, Dr. Doherty is a chiropractor in Spokane and he's been in Spokane for about nine years. And he's the former vice president of the Spokane holistic chamber of commerce. And we're going to be talking about what a um, holistic chamber of commerce is for those of you who don't know, Dr. Doherty has been organizing fairs for the holistic chamber for the past five years. And as I mentioned. In fact, um, KYRS sponsored the first two fairs in the community building here. He's also a member of the International Association of Medical Intuitives, and we're going to be talking about that. And he has organized fairs for them as well. Dr. Doherty's latest project is a Body, Mind, Spirit Fair, which is going to be taking place here in Spokane on November 10th from 10 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. at Um, the Unity Church, which is up on the South Hill, um, 2900 South Bernard Street. Um, The the fair will have over 40 exhibits, and it's going to be followed by a panel discussion entitled 2012 and Beyond, um, with all of the talk about 2012 and um, the Mayan calendar and all of that that's been happening this year. It's it's a timely topic for people to talk about. Um, And the panel's going to feature best-selling authors and other luminaries, including Eldon Taylor, Mona Delfino, Dr. Meg Blackburn, Charles Lightwalker, and John Waldrop. So we're going to be talking about that. But before we start talking about the fair, I just wanted to start the program off by asking you, Dr. Doherty, if you would talk a little bit about your journey. So um, you've been, you said you've been in Spokane for nine years, and I'm always curious how people sort of ended up doing what they're doing. So in terms of a spiritual perspective, um, talk a bit about, you know, what was your trajectory? Did you grow up with some sort of spiritual or religious background that sort of moved you in the direction that you're in, or did it, did you sort of move into it all on your own? I think I took the backlash approach <laughs> to moving into spirituality. I I grew up b- blindly kowtowing to authority, whether it be teachers, preachers, mothers, fathers, doctors, uh, anybody like that. I just, I would ask tons of questions, and if they said just because, <laughs> I ended up accepting that, and I did that for years and years, even with great frustration building. And I think it wasn't until I hurt my knee when I was in 11th grade playing basketball and I couldn't play basketball anymore. And I had a horrible surgery and a horrible outcome from that, that it made me start rebelling against the mindless um, acknowledgement of authority. So what do you think, what do you think did that? I mean, what was it about that experience that caused you to sort of take that turn? I think it was just, I had invested so much of my life in playing basketball that to have that taken away and the surgery was a horrible experience. Actually, they put me in a full length body, uh, um, leg cast for three months. Mm -hmm. Then they took it off for three months. Then they put it, then they operated on me and put it back on for three months Mm -hmm. and basically, crippled me for a while <laughs> and uh-huh. and it just made me realize just because they say something is so it's not like the, it was such a, a crystal clear evidence of these people don't always know what they're talking about mm-hmm. and I started applying that to other things and other things and eventually uh, another medical like type of situation I even before that, I started reading alternative healing books, but uh, 
I started being sick literally six months out of every year. I would get a cold, then I would get a sinus infection, then I'd get chronic bronchitis, and I'd take antibiotics a few times a year. And I did that for about three years straight, and being sick six months out of the year. And finally, I said, what am I doing? I've been reading this interesting books, and one of them was The Web That Has No Weaver by, I think his name is Ted Kapchuk, which is about oriental medicine. And I decided in the mid-'70s to find an acupuncturist oriental medicine doctor in Denver. I opened up the phone book. There was one in Denver. There was one in Boulder. And that was it. That was it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> but, but I went to one. And uh, I've probably been to, other than for physical injuries, traumas, I've been to a medical doctor or a hospital um, once, I think, since then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And and with that, with moving away from these dogmatic ideas of the teachers and the preachers and the parents and the doctors know best, you start opening yourself up. And a lot of holistic healing opens itself up to these spiritual ideas where there is this higher intelligence that directs the body. It directs it to grow and heal and adapt, which is one reason I became a chiropractor. And... Where's that intelligence come from? It doesn't come from a book religion. It might have a, a thread that is attached to where some of these religious ideas come from. But truly, these things really are spiritual. And so the more you get into exploring the holistic healing, the more you're dragged into the spiritual world. So was it sort of an evolution? The more you, dis- the more you looked into it and researched and studied it, the more you sort of moved in that direction or was there some kind of event that happened that sort of solidified it for you? I think no seminal moments. It's uh-huh. it's just a constant evolution that happens to this day. It's like I, uh, God knows there's been all these times where I thought I've got a pretty good handle on things and, and then it turns out, wow, the evolution's <laughs> not even close yet. Yeah. <laughs> so. so why chiropractic? How did you get involved in, in the profession of chiropractic? I just got to a point in life in my mid-30s where I was, um, I really didn't have uh, any kind of career, anything. I had just, I had been doing what I wanted to do. I took, I mean, I've got about 175 undergraduate hours in college before I went to chiropractic college. And I just, I really didn't have anything to do and my chiropractor had been telling me for years you should be a chiropractor and one day I just said you know I I got to do something I think I'll go to chiropractic school mm-hmm. and um so so I don't know a whole lot about chiropractic um so is it um part of like a holistic treatment or is it more um um connected to sort of more of a medical approach to healing Oh, my God, that's a horrible question to ask these <laughs> days because the, okay. the chiropractic world is totally splintered between people who are, want to discard all the old values of chiropractic and replace them with a medical model and get prescription rights and, and have uh, written out guidelines for how many treatments for this condition and that condition, whereas the um, essence of chiropractic was it was founded in the late uh, 1800s was that the principle that there is an innate intelligence in the body that links to a universal intelligence that draws all the knowledge you need to heal yourself, to grow and develop, and to adapt to the environment around you until you're overwhelmed by physical, chemical, and or emotional stresses. And so the essence of chiropractic is a a manual intervention where you use some means to put uh, to put force a force into specific spots in the body to increase and restore vibratory oscillation in the body because we are a vibratory oscillating uh, vitalistic organism here. And so you just restore that to restore the link between that innate intelligence and the universal intelligence. So it's more working with the body to heal itself. It is. And then... Once you get the body to heal itself, you want to point out to people these underlying physical, chemical, emotional stresses that cause them to have uh, what we call vertebral subluxations in the first place. 
What's so that that? Uh, that is what you actually introduce the force into the spine or the body to re reduce the vertebral subluxations, which are the blockage of energy and motion and vibration in the spine to allow that uh, link between the innate and the universal intelligence to be restored. But there's always something that caused that. And so if you just restore someone to a condition where pretty much maybe life sucked, life is gonna suck after they go back into that. So mm -hmm. what you need to do is make sure you let people know that if they deal with these physical, these chemical, these emotional um, stresses, interferences into their life, then they have a chance to actually transcend and transform. So I'm assuming that I know which side you fall on. <laughs> When you said there's sort of a, a split, I'm I'm making an assumption that that uh, I know uh, which side you're on. Um, I did not know that was the case. Um, so why do you think there's a movement to um, have it become more medical? Is it just that it seems like everything is getting corporatized these days, and that that's just sort of an offshoot of um, partially. But I think it goes deeper than that. Uh, the AMA had a concerted effort that was exposed in court when they lost a lawsuit, uh, the Wilkes antitrust suit back uh, that started in the 70s, I guess, ended in the 80s. Uh, the AMA tried to destroy chiropractic to do the same thing they did to the, um, uh, to the osteopaths and get them to conform and be part of the medical establishment. And unfortunately um, for them and fortunately for the world, chiropractic won out in this lawsuit and it was exposed to the world what had happened. Now, from that time forward, though, I think the AMA got a lot shrewder and they started inviting chiropractic into their world, so to speak. And there was insurance rights. And for a long time, insurance rights were wonderful. Uh, chiropractors were getting rich and just mm -hmm. by billing insurance and there weren't any limitations and and there was uh, and they paid well and and then after a while the insurance started putting limitations and the pay started going down mm -hmm. but people became dependent on that insurance lifestyle mm -hmm. and it just insidiously kept growing to the point now where you've got insurance companies that are playing doctor and saying, well, they don't need any more treatment. And, you know, just it'd be malpractice if um, as someone else did it. But insurance companies are allowed to do this, to actually diagnose and, and demand what treatment plans a person should have. And But I think the dependency has made it so a lot of the chiropractic profession feels like the only way out is to become part of this uh, allopathic medical community. And even to the point of trying to be more like them and prescribe drugs and do injections. And, mm. and um, I think that's fine. I mean, those people can have their place, but I do not think they should be called chiropractors because there is a long history of people who went to jail. A lot of people went to jail in the 30s, 40s, 50s for practicing chiropractic because they tried to accuse them of practicing medicine without a license when they're saying, we're not practicing medicine. All we're trying to do is restore the body's uh, innate ability to heal. Mm -hmm. That's interesting, sort of like going full circle almost. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're listening to Revolutionary Spirituality. I'm your host, Sandy Williams, and my guest today is Dr. Pat Doherty, who, and we're about to talk about a body, mind, spirit fair that he's organizing um, in the Spokane area. But before I get to that, I wanted to um, take you back to um, to the Holistic Chamber of Commerce. You were the the vice president of the Spokane Holistic Chamber of Commerce. So um, you said you've been here for nine years. So so did you? moved to Spokane and get involved in it? Were you involved in the the startup of the Holistic Chamber of Commerce? Or, or um, talk about sort of the beginnings of it and what the intention of it is. Yeah, another long evolutionary process here. <laughs> uh, I, met, I met somebody. I'm not sure who the person I met, but they invited me to a meeting. There was basically three 
people who had got together, uh, Charles Lightwalker, Pam Alby, and Bob King, I think, were the three who had the genesis of the idea of forming a holistic chamber of commerce. And we had a meeting at Pam's office, and there was about 10 of us there, as I recall. And some of us decided, this is a great idea. Let's let's follow through and let's do it. And um, we put a lot of effort into it. And over the course of a year or two, um, Charles Lightwalker and I became the two who were the moving forces behind the uh, Holistic Chamber of Commerce. And one of my ideas, I had done this in Colorado, was to put on some holistic fairs. I had a huge office there, and we had room to do that, invite other practitioners. And so I decided to do that, and we found out community building would let us have a free spot there and so that was our first holistic fair and you know it might be longer than five years I was doing them now that I think about it Mm because I think uh, I had only been here about a year when we formed the holistic chamber of commerce and soon after that we did a fair and it was just an idea of how do you get this idea out there that to have a holistic chamber of commerce that would cater more to the people who didn't fit in with the parameters of the regular chamber of, chamber of commerce, either because of the type of business they do or just their um, idea of how business should be done. And so we initially had mostly just um, healing practitioners of one sort or another, whether they be massage therapists, shaman, uh, like Charles Lightwalker is a Matisse shaman, a mixed blood shaman, and in addition to doing a number of other things. Uh, and so we just started meeting all these interesting people and drawing them in, and they were the people who were at the first fair, and, and we continued to get a lot of people like that at the fairs. And it's just something where the fairs were probably the thing that draws the people into the chamber, and some of them stay and some of them move on. Mm -hmm. And it's just, though, a way to expose the public to these ideas also and hopefully get them to realize that they're, like me when I was younger, there is more to this world than just the authority figures telling you how things are. I looked on the website for the Holistic Chamber of Commerce, and there was a section that was frequently asked questions. And one of the questions, which I thought was interesting, was what is holistic? Um, So I I found that fascinating. So talk a little bit about that, because it's a word that you hear a lot, um, kind of like organic. You know, you Mm -hmm. hear the word a lot, and I don't Mm -hmm. know that that everybody understands what people mean when they talk about that word. So, So what is holistic in terms of what you all are, how you all are using it? Well, unfortunately, even within our uh, uh, circle of people, it's it's a big argument. What is holistic? In my mind, holistic means that you're you're looking at the whole of things. You, I think it's kind of like the difference between Newtonian physics and quantum physics. And to put that very simply, I'm not going to give you a physics lesson. In (laughs) Newtonian physics, there's point A, and you try to link that to point B. In quantum physics, to get to point B, you have to incorporate C and D and double X and and pi squared and all these other things. It's a big quantum field of energy that's going all over the place, and the apparent chaos comes to making sense eventually. And so the more you can take into account everything around you, the greater, the more accurate your perspective of the world is going to be and your environment is going to be and the more likely you are to function at an optimal level because of that knowledge. And to me, that's what holistic is. So what we wanted to do was form a community that would drag people in from every area of the community, which is why it's not just practitioners. Uh, We've had green cleaning people, but anybody who wants to look at the world um, in a more expansive way than the corporate um, paradigm that's come to dominate our world, we feel is welcome in the holistic world. Yet there is a lot of argument within the holistic chamber over the years over who should be allowed to be in and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And mm-hmm. Sort of a purist. Yeah, uh, where to me it's a mind for s- mindset. Mm-hmm. If you are looking to build a community of like-minded people who will support each other in the endeavor to escape the corporate paradigm of um, our world today as it is, 
then I'd say, yay, let's get together. <laughs> so how did Spokane receive, as you were in the process of building a holistic chamber of commerce, Spokane has a reputation of being a little bit conservative, um, and it would strike me that um, folks who would be involved in the holistic chamber of commerce uh, would not necessarily be considered conservative people. So I'm curious how it was received, and is that changing as time goes on in terms of the reception of the idea? That's a really great question because I, I think for a lot of people, the chamber is nothing except the fairs we put on. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the core people who we actually have a Christmas party every year, which we've had in the community building the last two years, Saranac building a couple of years before that. Um, that's grown every year. We've had upwards of 80 people there at our Christmas party. And so that's like the hardcore people returning to the nest kind of, and then some new people, of course, every time. But I think it's not like you have this huge reception. It's not like it's this huge network. I think a lot of people in the holistic community are people who are confused about the word holistic, and they they gravitate towards the chamber with the idea of what can the chamber do for me rather than, um, I, I believe it's John F. Kennedy who said, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. And, and I think in every endeavor, that's a wise viewpoint. Uh, don't think of yourself first. Think about what are you going to give? You'll get back easily what you give, but you have to think about giving first. And so there's a lot of people floating in and out of it all the time. And so the reception and a lot of people who, you know, politicians, uh, regular chamber of commerce who really didn't treat us very seriously at all in spite of the fact we reached out to them. So the reception is a mixed bag. There's people who are really hungry for a place to go and be accepted. And there's people who just don't take it that seriously. And I do believe, though, things uh, could really change here because basically the Chamber of Commerce we started folded. Uh, Charles and I, Charles Lightwalker and I both became a little disconnected from it, and the people who had it um, weren't doing that much, and they ended up just folding it. And they folded it at the time where Charles and I had gotten involved with the National Holistic Chamber of Commerce, which then just has affiliate memberships. And we wanted to get that going here, and we wanted the Chamber of Commerce to be a part of that, especially since they weren't really doing much. And so we invited them, and they ended up doing that, and they folded soon after that. And so we just started pulling people into the uh, National Holistic Chamber of Commerce. We had our first meeting last month. There were 22 people there, and it was a lot of new blood, and we got a president, Eldon Taylor, who is part of the panel we're going to talk about, who is a highly successful business person and um, author, radio show host. I mean, this is a guy who's got it figured out how to thrive in the world, and he's also got a highly holistic viewpoint, but he also knows how to pull in some of the more mainstream people. So I think we're going to have more of a melding of the holistic community with the mainstream community with this uh, new venture. You're listening to Revolutionary Spirituality. I'm your host, Sandy Williams, and my guest today is Dr. Pat Doherty. He's the former vice president of the Spokane Holistic Chamber of Commerce, and he's organizing a uh, body-mind-spirit fair in Spokane that's going to be held on November 10th, which is the early part of next month. And it's going to be at Unity Church on Spokane South Hill from 10 o'clock until 4.30. And so let's talk a bit about that. So you've, you've, um, you've organized fairs over the years, um, and this one is themed 2012 and beyond. So talk a bit about the theme and then talk a bit about the fair. Well, the theme came out of... Um the hysteria that is often created around the subject of 2012. Two years ago, almost to this day, we did a a 2012-themed fair, and we followed it up with a panel discussion, the first time we had had a panel discussion after our fair, about 2012. And we just wanted a message out there that a lot of people had studied it, the ancient cultures who made predictions and all this, And their idea of 2012 was not that there would be catastrophic uh, 
events here on earth that would wipe us out and end life as we know it, but rather that this is nothing more than a unique time in history where the energies are really set forward to allow us to maximize our ability and our potential to grow and evolve as a race and and become something more to reverse it's the chinese have a yin and yang thing that you've probably seen with the little part black and part yellow circle i mean part white circle and basically the darkest hour is before the dawn and you cannot get to the light without going through the dark and Historically, there is a number of uh, civilizations, it's not just the Mayans, who studied astrology, and their knowledge of astrology is, it's just, it's staggering the things they were able to see and figure out from the stars. And that's where they get their predictions, and they have to do with the alignments that are coming up here and that are uh, peaking in uh, climax on December 21st of 2012. And this is a period where there's been a lot of masculine energy on Earth that has just peaked. It's crescendoed. And we've been going, as we approach 2012, we have seen the alternative energies start to get stronger and spring up and people become more aware. And this is the promise of the future where we have a chance to reverse the um way too strong masculine energies replace them with a more balanced perspective that's going to allow us to evolve spiritually and as we evolve spiritually it allows us to evolve politically it allows us to evolve economically because quite frankly the political and the economic um, paradigms of the day are ones that lack any conscience that lack compassion that lack love that lack any respect for uh for people here on this earth, and they need to be changed to allow us to actually move forward and thrive as a civilization. And this is what 2012 is really about, this peak of energy that's going to galvanize more and more people. And everybody who stands up and says something about it attracts more people into it. And so everybody's got this responsibility to stand up, say something about it, to get involved, because then you're part of a whole bunch of other people getting involved, and it's that snowball going downhill. And that's why we that's why we have this 2012 uh, theme here. We want to do our part to contribute to the change, positive change here on Earth and in this universe. It, this just popped into my head. So I've, it, as you were talking about, um, you know, sort of coming to a crescendo in terms of the masculine energy, I've, and I've heard before that we're moving into a time where there's going to be, it's going to be balanced out by a more feminine energy. And... Um, so I'm thinking as, you know, about all the stuff that's been going on politically around women and um, this, um, I don't know, angry kind of visceral um, attacking, if you will, of women that has been happening in the last, um, I would say in the last year, but particularly heightened as we approach the election. And I find that fascinating. Um <laughs> I don't know, I'm just sort of thinking as I'm talking, but I find that fascinating that that would be happening at a time when, you know, this masculine energy is sort of peaking. I, I just think that's fascinating. Do you think that that's playing into it at all? I do. I do believe it's that thing again where darkest hours just before the dawn. You have to, people do not change readily. We fear change tremendously. Uh, for the most part, people are more afraid of losing what they do have than of taking the chance to gain something better. So we need to be pushed to the edge. We need for these negative powers to crescendo to the point where people are willing to stand up and say, wait a minute, I don't think we do have to take this anymore. I think we do have some control over our destiny. I think that we can be part of a glorious movement to make the earth a better place. Hmm, interesting, very interesting. So talk about the Mind, Body, Spirit Fair. Um, yeah. what, it, what is going to be happening for folks who are interested and um, for people who have never experienced that before? You know, what is involved in it? Very good. The, the fair on November 10th, which is a Saturday, it lasts from 10 to 430 
again, it's a reprise of what we did two years ago with the 2012 theme, which was our biggest fair ever. We think we had about 400 attendees at that fair. And it was our first panel discussion, which was about 2012. The panel discussion, incidentally, is from 7 to 9. Admission and parking at the fair is totally free. It's at Unity Church, lots of parking on the South Hill, 29th and Bernard. But the panel discussion we charge $5 for, unless you would like to be a volunteer greeter at the door for a couple hours, and I'll give you a couple free tickets. So um, just get a hold of me if you'd like to do that. But the fair is an opportunity to come meet uh, a wide array of business people, healers, uh, some of which are traveling fairly great distances to be with us, um, who who are into this alternative lifestyle, the kind of people we have in the holistic chamber who they might be healers, they might uh, sell products, they, they might just be readers, uh, astrologers, uh, but they're all people who who are looking at the world from this uh, different perspective than the corporate paradigm that got us where we are. And so if you come to the fair, you basically walk through and you meet different people. If someone catches your attention, some of them are charging for services. Some of them are doing free stuff. Some of them you just talk to. Uh, And in addition to that, we have eight speakers every I don't know there's they're half hour presentations and I actually brought a list of the speakers so oh, I could I could tell you who there is there is uh Gary Mode is going to be doing meditation for spiritual awakening at 10:20 at 11 a.m. Govinda Miller who is a well-known astrologist uh with a radio uh show also from up in Sandpoint is going to talk about the new paradigm for humanity which will talk about the astrological alignments that the Mayans and other societies were so aware of 25,000 years ago. And it's, uh, it's, it's just amazing um, to think that people we think of as primitive were able to discern so much from looking at the sky. Uh, Meg Blackburn uh, is a Ph.D. whose most recent book is The Art of Living Out Loud, How to Leave uh, Behind Your Baggage and Pain to Become a Happy Whole Human Being with Unlimited Potential, is going to be speaking at 1140. She's got a radio show, an Internet radio show. She's written numerous books. Uh, she's contributed to an anthology on 2012. She's just she's this well-known woman and much-beloved woman known as Dr. Meg out there in Radioland. Um, at 1 p.m., a group called Ekinkar is going to be led by Steve Talley and doing a group community hue song thing, which is what uh, the Ekinkar people do on Sundays. They, it's a toning thing where you get a mass of people together and you tone a specific tone, hue, and you just let the tones, the power of the tones, uh, transform you. They're going to be doing that at 1. At 1.40, we have Mona Delfino, who is another one of our uh, panelists who's coming up from Bend, Oregon. Her, uh, She's written a new book. Uh, let's see, what was the name of that new book? It's, uh, it's really cool. I'm reading it. I uh, just got it on Kindle. I waited for it to come out on Kindle. The Cosmic Connection to Your Body, How to Stay Healthy in a Changing World. Uh, she's just this delightful person. She was on our last panel for 2012. She was the star of the panel. Um, she's a wonderful person. She's just vibrant. She's, she sees things. She's very aware. Uh, she'll be speaking at 140. And uh, another couple guys from Bend, Doug Christopher and Brandon Johns, are going to talk about the frequency of being. Play is the way. And how to see chaos as an opening to your creation. There's going to be uh, some crystal ball toning during this um, presentation. That one's at 2:20. At three o'clock, Christina Oslabang from over in uh, Coeur d'Alene is going to talk life into light. Live and walk in the light of 2012. Manifest the creation of your new world. She does um, uh, inspired. Comes out of. Um, somewhere out of the universe there, all these paintings she did, uh, which are g- going to be there, and she she goes to Peru and gets this inspiration. Uh, she's going to be there talking at 3, and at 3.40, John Waldrop, another Sandpoint astrologer, is going to be here and talking about his new 
smartphone app called New Moon Oracle, which is also his website, New Moon Oracle. He's a fascinating astrologer. He doesn't talk astrology like anybody I've ever heard. It's, uh, he's, he's wonderful to talk to. Um, so we just so that's the other part of it. When you're not walking around and talking to all the vendors, you have this opportunity to go hear inspired, creative people talk for half an hour, and that's what the fair is in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Sounds sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm struck by the diversity of the people, like the you know from not only from where they're coming from, but also in terms of what their backgrounds are and stuff. Um, does that have to do with like are these people that you've established connections with over the years, or are they just drawn to the the subject matter? Uh, these are people we've established connections with over the years. Some of them are definitely, uh, pretty much all those people are drawn to the subject matter. Uh, it's. But I think a lot of this is establishing your connections over the years, and you refine, and you get better and better people to be part of your fairs as the years go on. Uh, And uh, um, no doubt in my mind, this is the highest quality group of speakers we've ever had for a fair. Yeah, the the topics sound really interesting. Um, So for for folks, I I mean, one of the things that I'm – interested in this year i should say fascinated is probably a better word is um watching you know as we're moving up to this election how religious um things seem to have gotten um this time it seems like every year it was getting that way but this year sort of crescendoing um and so that seems to be sort of infused in the public and so i'm curious um because there's a there's a belief among some people that Um, You can't have both. You can't sort of be grounded in what would be considered traditional religion and also um, dabble, and I'm putting that word in quotes, dabble with holistic stuff. It's sort of like, you know what I mean? It's sort of um, anti-religious. I mean, that's the perception by some people. So I'm curious if you've encountered that, um, and, and if so, what do you say to folks who may be a little hesitant um, to explore or reach out a little bit because they feel like, you know, that that's in some way um, contradictory to what their religious beliefs are. Yeah, that's a wonderful question. It's a wonderful topic. It's something I uh, I deal with often just in my chiropractic work, people who are afraid to let me muscle test them because they're afraid the devil will get in the way and very real fears on their part. Um and it, it it's a difficult conversation, but to me, it kind of comes back down to this chiropractic philosophy where no doubt in my mind, there's a higher power, there is a universal intelligence, and it makes no difference to me whether it's called God or anything else. It is there. It's what infuses us. It's what gives us this huge energetic field to draw on to have the inspiration to have the knowledge to do the right thing to to see clearly in the world to get our ego out of the way and allow our subconscious to guide us via this universal intelligence whatever it is through life Um, I understand why people want to have structure to this idea because I pe- think most people want to embrace this idea, whether it be um, through Christianity, um, through another religion, through paganism, through whatever. I think people love to have a structure. They l- love to have something to validate their beliefs. And and I would never take that away from anybody. But I I think the problem comes when people get so attached to their religion and people who probably pervert the lessons of their religion to the point where they do start judging a bunch of other people and they want to dictate what those people can and can't do. And it just seems so clear to me, and I know I offend people when I say this, but if there is a God out there, 
And I know there's something out there. If it's God, how can you possibly have a God who set up an earth this big and put people at diverse points on this earth and gave them no access to Christianity at one point, to Buddhism at another point, to the Tao on another point, to uh, Confucius on another, to the Quran, to Muslims, uh, and another point, to all the the little uh, indigenous tribes with their own religions, to animism, to, to all this. How can you possibly have a God who would create that kind of strife on earth by not giving his true word to most of the earth and only giving it to a select few. It's an idea that in my mind just makes absolutely no sense. And that's why I feel we have to be very careful about our religious views and make sure they only embrace spiritual ideas. They only embrace the the teachings of love and compassion and brotherhood and gratitude, these kind of things, rather than um, political ideas because when that happens, we've seen, we've seen what that breeds. And I'm not talking about today. I'm talking about through history. It's war. It's more war. It's more war. It's ethnic cleansing. And it's just not justifiable. You're listening to Revolutionary Spirituality. I'm your host, Sandy Williams. And my guest today is Dr. Pat Doherty. And we've been talking about a body-mind-spirit fair that he's organizing in Spokane for November 10th, which is coming up pretty soon. It's going to be held at the Unity Church on 29th and Bernard from 10 to 4.30. And um, as we're starting to wind down in terms of time, um, I wanted to ask you, um, you've been exposed to a lot of things in your journey Um, as a part of the Holistic Chamber of Commerce and in terms of putting on these fairs and stuff. So how has it changed you? How has it, how, how are you different from the person? Because you said that you started out as, as somebody who um, was um, um, sort of caught up in um, doing what you were told to do, sort of the authoritarian thing. Um, and then you moved away from that. So, so how has being exposed to all of these different perspectives and views and people um, changed you? Well, it continues to change me all the time, and sometimes not fast enough. <laughs> I am. I guess I. I guess I know I'm a fairly strong-minded individual, and sometimes to the detriment of me and people around me, but. I guess that's just part of my learning process because I'm exposed to new people all the time. And even if I don't get it right away, most of the time I end up realizing, wow, that person really had something to say. And so it's like a constant journey where I keep finding uh, simple things like more healing modalities, but also uh, things like philosophical arguments, like uh, um, ecumenical arguments, it's, it's just impossible to interact in this world with an open mind and not keep growing, even if your mind doesn't open up fast enough all the time. <laughs> and, and so I, it's like this constant refinement of a journey. And, you, you know, I, there's not really a month goes by where I don't wish I would have uh, been a little smarter the month before. <laughs> and so I hope I, uh, I, hope I keep learning, <laughs> but it's... You know, it's just a thing where you interacted this world. Hopefully we're all learning from our interactions. Is there anything that's been challenging for you in terms of um, sort of what you've carried with you um, as a belief system or something that you learned and then you came up against, not against, but you came up upon something that was that was different and that it was a challenge for you to be open to it? Well, I think, yeah, lots of things. Uh, Again, just going back to these things where uh, maybe in my office, some people, their religious beliefs make it very difficult for them to allow me to practice how I would practice on most people. I have to um, maybe change what I do a little bit because they're just not comfortable with some things. And that's fine with me. But, you know, it's a challenge also. And just... I think it's a challenge. People don't always tell you directly what they're thinking, what they're wanting. Sometimes it's a challenge just to shut up your um, 
your conscious mind long enough that you can actually hear what's going on under the surface. Um, I mean, it's challenge. Every challenges are all over, and it's not that challenges are bad. Hopefully, those are what make us and allow us to grow. And so, but on a bigger scale, I'm not sure I can think of any challenges like maybe you might be alluding to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just I'm just curious because because I think for me at least part of the growth process um, as I've done this show is um, that I intentionally invite people on um, that I don't necessarily agree with what they're saying and and. Um, I thought it would be harder than it has turned out to be, but it's still, there are still some times when, you know, I feel, I can feel my rough edges, I guess, is yeah. the way that I would describe <laughs> it. So, but, um, but it's been a great experience. So I was just curious yeah. if you'd had, because you've met such a variety of people in yeah. the work that you've been doing. Um, so where do you see us sort of headed? You know, I, I've asked that question to people lately just because I'm kind of fascinated with people's perspectives. You know, um, as as you sort of watch, I mean, part of the reason that I chose to do this show um, a few years ago is because I was kind of frustrated with where I saw things going from a religious and spiritual standpoint. And so, um, and I don't know that in the time that I've been doing this show, if I feel like it's gotten any better, if not in some ways, I think it's gotten worse. Um, so I'm just curious, um, you're in an environment that's very positive. Um, the focus is on positive, being positive and being holistic and uplifting. And I'm curious if you have a perspective of where the world is headed or where people are headed that might be different from my um, sometimes cynicism. <laughs> yeah, it's another one of those great topics, where's the world headed? Because I think it comes down once again to this darkest hour yin-yang uh, thing where we're headed to all these um, worldwide catastrophes and political uh, unrest and all these things because that is our opportunity to recognize that it's time for a change. And I think truly the energies are welcoming us in a way that they haven't done in eons to make the changes. And I think the changes have to be about community, the opposite of corporations, community being building relationships with people around you that will support you, uh, emotionally support you, um, economically support you in every way, spiritually even, so that we don't have to fill up our lives with empty consumerism so that we get the pride of of doing for ourselves and creating, whether it be creating your own food, whether it be creating shoes that uh, your neighbors can wear, whether it be growing chickens that you can trade for this. But I think community is the answer. I think if this world successfully shifts from where we are right now to a more successful world, it's going to be because we build communities. We build places where we tolerate the differences within each other because we know that we all provide something that everybody else needs and and so my my hopeful vision is that that's where we are headed and i think if we're to succeed and survive and thrive as a uh, a world for a long time that's that's what you're going to see that's and we're going to get what we're going to get away from corporations uh doing everything oh that's a hopeful thought (laughs) yeah this is the time to have hopeful thoughts though i mean we're being invited to do it Uh uh-huh well i think that's a nice um a nice way to end we'll Mm -hmm. end on hopeful thoughts how about that so if folks are interested in the the body mind spirit fair that's coming up um let people know how do they find out more information how do they get in touch with you if they want to volunteer um okay so there's a few ways to get 
let me see if I have the website down here. I'm not sure I do. Uh, but I, I can tell you, I can be reached at 509-844-4206. I receive emails at bud3dc, that's B as in boy, U as in underground, D as in dog, the number three, D as in dog, C as in cat, at gmail.com. You can get information from me at those places. There is a website that, uh, there it is, uh, www, wow. Is that it? Uh, I guess it would be www.nw, Holistic Chamber of Commerce, all one word, dot com. And Which is probably Northwest, I would think. And yeah, but I think all you got to actually do is go to holisticchamberofcommerce.com, and then they have an, uh, a drop-down for events. And if you, uh, and we might even be on the front page right now, but uh, if you hit events, you'll get a drop-down with the uh, beautiful poster we've had created by Doug Christopher, and it will tell you all about the fair. And again, if you want to volunteer to get a couple tickets to the uh, panel discussion, which are $5 tickets, just let me know and we'll let you be a greeter for part of the time. And the panel discussion, let me tell you real quick, is going to be John Waldrop, Charles Lightwalker, Eldon Taylor, Meg Blackburn, Dr. Meg Blackburn, and Mona Delfino. Uh, and the all these people are just ultra successful, ultra deep thinkers and and it's going to be a fantastic discussion. It's going to be uh, enlightening. It's going to be an uplifting discussion because everybody there feels like I do that. This is a seminal moment where we're being presented the opportunity to step up and and take advantage of the energy we're being flooded with to make the world a better place. So if you want to have some feelings of positivity, come see us on Saturday, November 10th. Terrific. Well, I really want to thank you for being a guest mm -hmm. on the program today. My guest has been Dr. Pat Doherty. He is a chiropractor in Spokane, has been in Spokane for nine years. He's the former vice president of the Spokane Holistic Chamber of Commerce, and he is organizing a body, mind, and spirit fair, which is taking place on November 10th at, at the Unity Church, which is on 29th and Bernard here in Spokane. It's from 10 o'clock to 4.30. And then there is a panel, which is at 7 o'clock in the evening. Um, and the topic of the panel is 2012 and beyond. If you want any additional information, if you didn't catch the website address or the contact information, you can always send me an email at revolution at kyrs.org. And I want to thank you for joining me today and invite you to join me again in two weeks. You can listen to podcasts of this program on the website, revolutionaryspirituality.com. I invite you to join me again in two weeks, and I hope that you have a wonderful day. You've been listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, heard on 88.1 and 92.3 FM here in Spokane, Washington, and I hope that you have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining me. We are the ones, we are the ones, we've been waiting we are the ones, we are the ones.